0: Just like the TV, the way we use these tech tools can either be good or bad for us. Philo prevented his son from watching TV, and Steve Jobs prevented his kids from using the iPad. As Jobs stated, we don't allow the iPad in the home. We think it's too dangerous for them in effect. Clearly, Jobs recognized how addictive the iPad can be. We must learn to use these incredible technological tools for better outcomes. That's one small step for man, liftoff. We have a liftoff. We choose to go to the moon, not because they are easy, but because they I are hard. I have a dream. You can't handle the truth. Seven, Six, five, four, four, three, two, one. Super, 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 super you. Welcome to today's Super U Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Qualman. Most of you know me as Equal Man. You are going to hear a snippet from my new book, The Focus Project. Just jump back if you want to listen to all of them, and this will make sense. I wrote the book in modular fashion, so you can skip around. Whether you're reading on the Kindle, whether you're reading on the paperback, they're all available at Amazon.com. So without further ado, here's a snippet from my new book, The Focus Project, on this special edition of the Super U Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for the support. We love you guys. Why Steve Jobs banned the iPad from its kids From a very young age, Philo Taylor Farnsworth dreamed of a better world. At the age of 14, Philo aspired to trap light in an empty jar from where he could be transmitted. In 1927, at the age of 21, Philo succeeded in creating the first electronic television transmission. Philo evolved his first model into an all-electric television image Allowing the image of his wife, Pem, to become the first human image to be transmitted, voila, Pem appeared on a television screen. Philo loved television and all of its possibilities to better the world. He believed television could transform our educational system. According to his wife, Pem, Phil saw television as a marvelous teaching tool. There would be no excuse for illiteracy. Parents could learn along with their children. News and sport events could be seen as they were happening. Philo was passionate inspired by his new invention. Symphonies would mean more when one could see the musicians as they played, and educational movies could now be viewed in our own living rooms. Philo said, There will be a time when we will be able to see and learn about people in other lands. If everyone understood each other better, differences could be settled around conference tables instead of wars. In essence, television could break down these cultural barriers. As television evolved, Philo's attitude toward his invention changed. He disliked the commercial reality of television programming. Similar to Steve Jobs banning his kids from using the iPad, Philo forbade his son, Kent, from watching TV. Kent recalls his father's perspective on television, stating, I suppose you could say that he felt he had created a monster, a way for people to waste a lot of their lives. Originally, Philo saw television as a way to expand our horizons and live fuller lives. But as television evolved, he realized how limiting television really was. It prohibited people from going out and exploring the world around them. Instead, people could sit and watch from the comfort of their homes. Today, we have even more media outlets and gadgets to distract us. It's not that the tools are inherently bad. In fact, they can be amazing learning tools. The problem arises when we aren't intentional with our use and consumption. If we are mindlessly consuming media instead of being intentional, we can easily fall into the trap that Philo indicated. Isn't it interesting that we are witnessing history repeat itself, instead of TV, it's social media and video games? Please keep in mind, as the author of Socialnomics, I love technology. Similar to Philo, I love technology for its educational capabilities and its ability to globally connect us. The more we understand each other's cultural differences, the less we will need to go to war to resolve these differences. Just like the TV, the way we use these tech tools can either be good or bad for us. Philo prevented his son from watching TV, and Steve Jobs prevented his kids from using the iPad. As Jobs stated, we don't allow the iPad in the home. We think it's too dangerous for them, in effect. Clearly, Jobs recognized how addictive the iPad can be. We must learn to use these incredible technological tools for better outcomes. A knife is an amazing tool. It can be used to chop up food to feed people, it can be used for protection. And it can be used during surgery, a scalpel, to save a life. Yet the knife can also be used to take someone's life. Does this mean we should ban knives from the world? Certainly not. But it also doesn't mean we should hand a razor-sharp knife to a toddler. Yet, this is what we do with technology. Our use of technology needs to be intentionally focused, whether we are a toddler or a retiree. This is Anna Maria with this week's five star review from The Other Haley. Inspiring and motivating. Eric continues to inspire me and continues to show how you can be the best version of you. Everyone already is amazing, but he shows you how to channel that. His format is easy to understand and engages you. Thank you, The Other Haley, for your review. The best way for others to discover our Super U podcast is by listening and posting a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to the Super U podcast. Thanks again, The Other Haley, for listening and for your awesome review. Chapter Summary The One Big Thing Full immersion is often the best path to learning, Keep it in mind that this isn't always possible and our goal isn't perfection, our goal is progress. My grade this month was a B minus. This was another great month. The reason it isn't an A is that A, I didn't go full immersion. B, it's obvious I'm not gifted with languages, so I'll have to put in the extra work. And C, sometimes I still zone out in my home when Spanish conversations are occurring. My top takeaways. Number one, when you're hyper-focused on something, we can't help but see almost everything around us relates to it. This is called selective attention. For example, if we focus on learning Spanish, it seems that everywhere we turn, there is an opportunity to practice the language, putting subtitles on the movie we are watching or talking with a Spanish-speaking barista. Two, we need to change our wants into musts. That's all for today's free clip from the audible version of my new book, The Focus Project. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's Super U podcast. If you did and want to get the book either for yourself or someone you know in your family that you haven't seen for in a while, it makes a great gift. I would mean the world to me if you got the book because I think it's going to help so many people that are wrestling with how to focus in these ever increasingly and changing times. Anyways, this is Equal Man reminding all of us, it's not what we take from the world, it is what we leave behind. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Super. 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 You.